Well, it is Friday. I'm heading to work. Lucky me. Um, normally, Friday would be great because I'd have a little time to relax, R&R over the weekend. But no, my wife's out of town, so I got to mow the yard. And most guys would go, well, that's not too bad. It's like, yeah, it is. I'm allergic to Bermuda grass immensely. And, and we have an acre of grass spread all out so there's like this part and that part and that part over there and then that part and then there's the weed eating around all the stone walkways it's like a fucking nightmare but i will prevail so um in this short little i guess mini series ish not that they're broken down that way maybe i should go and re-title them like one two or food water fire shelter i'm gonna circle back as uh peppermint patty used to say and um talk about food and nutrition some more because of all the things you will do as a prepper as far as getting your preps together that could be the most important thing ever because you'll die pretty quick without air oxygen that's like three minutes water three days but food you can make it for about three weeks 21 days and not like it'll be a happy 21 days but it it's more important because if you don't have air and water oxygen and water then you're just gonna die and then food becomes irrelevant, see, because you're already dead before you're hungry. But uh, water and air, well, air, oxygen is everywhere. Until Bill Gates gets done, you know, fucking things up. And then water, you know, you can store a lot of it, but you're going to run out eventually. So you need to be somewhere where there's water. And most states have water. You just kind of got to look around for it. There's springs and creeks and streams and and like Les Stroud says, he goes, you don't even really need to filter it. He goes, I've been drinking water my whole life, hiking out. And he started the whole film himself kind of genre, you know. And he says, you know, I've, I've never worried about boiling or filtering water. If I didn't have the means to do it, I just drink it and I'm fine. It's like, you know, getting Giardia or whatever and getting the shits for two or three days isn't going to kill you, even though they go, well, dehydration could kill you. It's like, yeah, you got it from drinking water. Drink some more water. Eventually, your body's going to, you know, figure it out, just like people live in Mexico and drink the water. <laughs> They're fine. You know, nobody gives two flying shits about it. They've built up that tolerance and immunity or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, uh, dying of dehydration is way worse than the, the shits so you'll be fine so then that just leaves shelter which you know you crawl under a rock you know i watch naked and afraid and them people figure it out and they're all some of them are really just you know like they're not newbies they're nobies they know nothing and yet they do fine so it's the food and long-term, like the end-of-the-world kind of thing, it's the food. 
And, and I know people go, well, I can grow it. I can farm it. It's like, yeah, good on you. But if you can get it through your head that the carnivore diet is the best diet ever, then you'll, you'll, you'll have a chance of survival. And, and I, the reason I look at it that way is because like if me and you were having this conversation, not listening to a podcast and me not driving, and we were just standing around somewhere, I don't know, five, 6,000 years ago, and let's say you've come to visit me in Arizona. What would there be to eat? Well, to tell you, indigenous plants are far and few between. Most of them will kill you if you eat them, or some of them even if you touch them. So, you know, it would seem to be reasonable that people from 100 years back, their selection of food was pretty much limited to dick. And so they ate, you know, animals. They just killed them and ate them. But let's go back to Paleoithic times. Way back to the Paleo man. You know, 10, 15,000 years ago. And even if you are one of the, you know, Christian believers that man's only been on earth, you know, seven plus thousand years. That's fine, because there's still records of the Paleoithic man. Might not have been a Christian, <laughs> but he was there. And we are descendants of that person, because I believe that God created the Paleoithic man, just like he created the animals and the flowers and the wind and the sky and the beautiful sunsets. So, we ate meat. Meat. Primarily meat. That was it. There was nothing else to eat. There weren't banana smoothies. You know, the hunter-gatherers 2,000 years ago didn't hunt and gather at Walmart produce. There was nothing to eat. And if you study anthropology and what humans could have eaten back that far back, 99% of the plant life on Earth will kill you. To this day, we've added to it by creating different forms of lettuce. Now there's not just, you know, old man's beard or watercress. There's leafy, pretty iceberg lettuce that crunches. And there's the green, you know, crap romaine that I won't eat ever because it tastes like tissue paper dyed green and has about as much nutritional value in it. But... You know, so we've added all that to this. There were natural things like apples, probably. But if, you, if you've ever grown an apple tree in an area to where, you know, the bugs eat it, wherever you live. If you can grow an apple tree without watering it and just like it's an indigenous apple plant tree, the bugs eat it. That's, that's the food for the bugs in their little ecosphere. And then the frogs eat the bugs. Blah, blah, blah. You, know, you know how that cycle of life goes. And the birds and the squirrels and the little critters eat all the fruit off that tree pretty quick. Even before it gets ripe because they're not too concerned about it being sweet and flavorful. They just eat it. So there wasn't a lot to eat is my whole point. 
So if the Paleolithic man, which science has proven, their diet was over 90% meat, and then the occasional things they could find like bird eggs or lactating animals that they might kill and they would drink the milk in it or whatever, then it was meat. It was a meat, it was carnivore diet. So today I watched a really good video and I got it up on PrepperGuy.com if you want to go there right now. It's the first video on the page. It's uh, about a, you know, it's from Dr. Ken Berry, who's really, you know, a knowledgeable keto doctor. So I'm not a doctor. Have I said that before? I am not a doctor. Financially, I kind of wish I was, but I'm not. And uh, he's pretty much the keto doctor, but now he's become the carnivore doctor because keto is different than carnivore. Not by much, but enough. And he interviews this woman that has been eating nothing but meat for 13 years. She went from like 120, 30 pounds overweight when in her 20s down to now where she is damn hot looking. You know, shows before and afters and she's no fat on her body at all. And she doesn't just eat meat. She doesn't eat any leafy greens, any carbs, anything. She doesn't believe in it. And, and she's fine. All her health conditions, everything. Her blood lab works perfect. Her doctor's like, oh my God, you're the healthiest. Your blood is healthier than anyone I've ever met. Really, because she only eats meat. She doesn't worry about LDL and you know A1C and all that happy shit. And so it's an interesting video. And in fact, so much so, I've been keto ah, six, seven years. I, I don't really remember, but about when I turned 60, so I'm 67. Might have even been in my late, 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 late 50s when I realized that I'm not going to live forever if I don't start taking care of myself. I'll even live less. So I went into keto. Now, keto is kind of a high-fat, extremely low carb diet but there's some wiggle room the way you know people like any diet and so I always tried to keep my carbs under you know 100 150 grams a day and that's that's been fine for me for a long time but as I age I don't have any inflammation I don't have any pain I take no medication and I'm, I'm healthy I'm active and I feel great. And, you know, I'm not worried about low T. I'm normal. Um, but I still have my coffee every day. And with that, I have to put a little sugar in it. So I save that, that grams of carbs for my, my sugar. And maybe an occasional hamburger bun or something like that or French fries. You know, if I get a hamburger at the restaurant, I'll eat two or three French fries. I won't eat all of them. And, and I'll, I'll usually eat the bun because it's just easier. I'm at a restaurant, you know, it's like whatever. And that's what I save those carbs for. But I, I, I kind of, you know, like kind of itchy. Now it's dry in Arizona, so I get that. And then I have some, you know, kind of skin issues. They're not tags, but I don't know what they are. I'm 67. And I banged my head up so much that when I was 
I was working in the attic and stuff, building the, the addition. That was like uh, every time I turned around, bam, bam, bam. And I, so I still have sores on my head from just banging into shit. So I want those to go away. And I'm thinking if I just cut out the sugar and the carbs, therefore I'm cutting out all the insulin other than what the body produces when it needs it, not because I overdosed it. I should, I should get rid of that because uh, the doctor and the gal talk about, you know, skin tags and issues with skin, you know, and, and it seems like it's the perfect human diet, really. It, it, it really is. It's what your great, 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 great ancestors ate. And so with that having been said, go to PrepperGuy.com. Watch that video. Uh, like I said, it's the first in the line. It, it's uh, health and nutrition. And uh, the, you could tag it or look for tags under uh, Ken Berry or DR Ken Berry. And you'll find it if it's, you know, not the top of the list anymore. But it, it should be in the top. I think it shows seven. One big one, you know, like a big image. And then one, two, three, four, maybe seven, maybe five. I don't, I don't really. I, I don't pay attention. I just upload shit. So you'll find it. So when it comes to prepping, we, you know, I talked about, you know, the, you know how are you going to eat? Are you going to be more plant-based or more meat-based? And with that decision comes a shit ton of tools or equipment because if you're farming, there's like a whole different world and mindset to, to you know, growing your own food as opposed to hunting and fishing and trapping your own food. And I've talked about that a lot. But now the reality of it is I want to talk about just the sheer insanity of eating a plant-based diet. And if you're a prepper, you need to get that through your head because you won't be able to garden for a long time after the world ends because there'll be zombies or, or, or looters or people running around. And if you have even a small garden, uh, you know, you're going to need water. You're going to need to be out more finding stuff to, to do that. It's, a, it's just a whole nightmare. And it's stupid because you don't need it. And if you're talking about prepping, you should, you should stockpile the things you need not the shit you want. I mean, you could go out and, you know, get a ton of batteries and, and solar and DVRs and MP3s or whatever you can store somewhere. And you could still watch TV. You could do that. It would be ridiculously dumb, but you could do that. Now, I'm not saying five, ten years into an apocalypse, having those old videos that you could watch, like educational ones and stuff might be good like save that video i just uploaded and, and you know refresher i got a lot of videos on there on um keto and low carb high fat diets it's just so you could you could download those and save them you could buy my little mp3 um which i used to have a store but now i don't so i could send you one if you ask it's just an mp3 uh or not an mp3 it's a flash drive with hundreds of PDFs from the military, everything, a lot of videos on, you know, keto and, and high fat diet and, and nutrition and what your body does with food. So you could save that. 
but you're you're wasting effort if you're just going out and spending your money on solar panels and batteries and all that happy crap that's eventually going to going to die unless the world gets back to normal but what if it doesn't for five six ten years what if we as americans wake up and go you know that whole rat race really kind of fucking sucked i like getting up in the morning smelling the morning breeze going out and doing a few chores that i have to do not rushing to you know phoenix or la to jump on a plane to go to some dopey ass business meeting and then checking my stock portfolio and just seeing what's in my checking account and can I afford this or that you just go out and if you need shingles on your roof learn how to make them and make them you know life would be it's hard but you're way healthier and, and you're more in tune with nature and and that's what a lot of off-gridders feel the reason for doing that is but then they go into gardening and, and all this stuff and it's just it's it's kind of a lot of effort to to want to prep that way for something that's actually not necessary. So if you're going to be gardening, you're going to, like I said, you're going to need all these tools and seeds. You're going to learn, have to learn how to take maybe, you know, the last couple tomatoes you had and you just happened to not buy, you know, heirloom seeds. And there's a way you can take the seeds out of the stuff you've eaten. Mainly just tomatoes and squash and pumpkins and stuff like that. Because a lot of plants like carrots don't have seeds. Now you could stick that in water and it'll turn into a plant and then you'll get seeds out of it. And I'm sure a lot of the other plants that don't just come with seeds built in like tomatoes and apples. And there's a way that you can grow them even though they're GMO modified and all that. To where... You plant like a hundred tomato plants, seeds, and maybe 10 of them grow and get some fruit. And then you just keep doing that until now that you've, you've, out, you've bred that GMO crap out of it. And, and these are the plants that survived Monsanto because nature always seems to do that. And so you... You could do that. It's a lot of work. Or you could just, uh, I could go out my, like this morning I was outside, uh, you know, getting ready to come to work. And I, I was like, there's like a bunny in my yard because there's always some bunnies. And I could shoot them and, and eat them. That would be my my breakfast or my lunch or, you know. And homesteading makes sense because eggs are extremely good for you. And, and that was what Paleoithic men would do. But they, they weren't really into animal husbandry back then, so they would just go rob bird nests and eat the eggs because they're high in protein and fat. And so chickens are good for that. Um, pigs, bacon, love bacon, love pork. And then if you're raising chickens, you know, and, and you're not just raising them for eggs, but you, you know, you get the, the ones you can eat, then you're good there even if they get tough because you've egged them out too much you can still boil them down you know feed that dry ass meat to your dogs or something throw it out in the forest for the animals so next year when they come around you can kill them and eat them 
but you get like a really heavy broth, you know, by cooking it down and especially the bones and the knuckles. Because there was a medical experiment years ago in the 70s where they took the, 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 the fat or whatever out of the knuckles of the bone by condensing it. Basically, they were making really strong chicken soup. And it was helping with Alzheimer's. Huh, wow, imagine that. You know, Big Pharma found out about it and said, well, we can't have you doing that with chicken soup, dumbass. There's no money in that. And camels would become a, a Big Pharma company. No, can't have soup as good food, but not that good. So you could, you could take your chickens, egg the shit out of them, eat five, six eggs for breakfast like this morning. I had four eggs with butter all over it. And fine. You know, so you just have to start thinking like, like you do with guns and ammo because all of us preppers are into guns. Well, just most guys are into guns. My wife is into guns. I met a, a husband and wife team that um, she was more into shooting than him. So, and you have to go, well, what kind of gun, what kind of ammo, what kind of ballistics, what kind of drop and you know, all this for long range hunting and where do I live? And, you know, am I going to need a 308 or a 30 or where do I, you know, I'm hunting like in Arizona here. I could literally hunt all the big game in Arizona, which is pretty much even, even the black bears are, are not that big. A 223 could take them out, you know, <laughs> with the right round in it. So we'll spend all this time figuring out the, the ballistics and the, everything about bullets and guns but then when we start thinking about food it's like i'm just gonna eat plants well that would be like me telling you well i I, i'm just gonna buy some guns well what kind i don't know don't bother me with details so it's the same thing you really have to look at the the importance of eating a carnivore diet because your ancestors ate it and, and the Paleolithic man ate it, and that's why we are still humans on Earth. And your ancestors were, but the founding fathers didn't have bananas. Bananas were introduced into America in 1929 or something like that. So still over 100 years ago. Almost, or right under 100 years ago. You know, so the shopping list you would find, well, watch open range, you know. He goes into town says, and he goes, get some uh, sugar and salt and beans and, you know, all carb-based shit. Cause they, but they didn't, you know, go go into town and get a pound of bananas for my smoothie and grab some batteries, batteries. I need batteries to run my, my uh, little bullet blender so I can have my smoothie and, you know what, get some ice. Kind of like a camping trip, right? You know, get beer, grab beer. Any pop, soda pop, yeah. See, their shopping list wasn't that. Their shopping list was the necessities. And and back then, you know, in the Wild West days, you know, the that was already like, you know, a, a, let's see, we became agricultural-based and grain-based, you know, grain eaters, I guess, you know, seven, 8,000 years ago. So, of course, the Wild West, they ate that stuff. 
but Lewis and Clark, you know, the average man in the Lewis and Clark expedition ate eight pounds of meat every day. Now, they were burning calories like a motherfucker because eight pounds of meat would probably be you know, seven to 10,000 calories. And to get seven to 10,000 calories from grains, you would have to eat 14 pounds. You know, it's just, you get twice the calories from uh, fat than you do carbs. And they were fine. They were hiking and, you know, they were Lewis and Clark. Fuck, they, they found the Pacific Ocean, right? They just walked. They talked to Indians. They, they had their canoes and their boats when they first started out. And then as the terrain changed and everything, they, you know, they ended up, you know, having to carry their canoes over the mountains and stuff to get to the, the, the next river. And it wasn't like an, you know, like a, an REI, you know, canoe. That, you know, weighed 40 pounds. And it was, you know, you could fold it up and put it in your backpack. These fuckers were made out of wood and animal hides. And when they were wet, they probably weighed four to 500 pounds. And the two men would hump that up a mountain and back down. Plus all the gear they had. Because it wasn't just their food they packed. They had surveying equipment and stuff. I mean, the whole purpose was an expedition to, to create a route to wherever, whatever Jefferson had bought. And he thought it was like the Louisiana Purchase. He didn't realize it was like two-thirds of the country. So they had a lot of equipment also. Guns, gunpowder, shit like that. So these these men were, they were carrying a lot of that when, you know, when they had to. You know, they had, um, you know, a couple of like Lewis and Clark, they had, you know, extra hats and flags and pins for the Indians to show their friendship, to give them a gift like a hat or something. All, so they had their fucking wardrobe plus an extra bunch of souvenirs for the Indians, basically. I don't mean that derogatory like trinkets and baubles. I mean, you know, they would give them a sword or something from somewhere and go, you know, the our white president. You know, Jefferson wants you to have this hat and it, it represents this and the, and the flag and this is what it means. And then they would give him a peace pipe or something, the Indians, and go, this represents our, these beads are worshipped. You know, so it was like a, a gift exchange. And, and then they had to hike that back because they wouldn't get rid of it, you know, because then the Indians would get pissed, you know. And so they ate eight pounds of meat per man per day. Their hunting list, if you if you get the book, you know, um, Lewis and Clark, any of the Lewis and Clark books, you know, a lot of them have the diary. That's the best one. And it has, like, how much game they they killed every day to feed the expedition. So two or three of the guys were just hunters. And, and then they would kill this, and then they'd have to process it and, and then hike it for a couple of days until they killed another, you know, they were killing five or six deers and elk and uh, fucking bears and beavers and fish like all day every day and they were fine they didn't get scurvy and die you know so what we've been taught by our government and the CDC has been a lie for 70 years it's just been a lie 
just like everything they've done to us has been a lie. They've destroyed our country in the, in the name of lying to us about everything. The taxation, our lies, the fact that we need to level up in this department or that department, our lies. And now there's all this research from, thank God, Russia's investigating these 40-some biolabs around like in Nigeria and Niger and Nicaragua and Ukraine and everywhere. Like America's admitted, there's like a couple hundred biolabs, you know, around the world. And Russia is investigating it and they're looking at charging America with international um, bioterrorism charges, which, you know, you can sit there and go, well, fuck Russia. You know, we're America. Yeah, um, they hung Russian or Germans for that during where, you know, The Hague wasn't held in Washington, D.C. by a bunch of, you know, American lying fucks. You know, so if the world gets involved with this proof, which is hands down proof, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary proof. Uh, a lot of people might be, you know, put to death or at least in prison for the rest of their life. I'm talking our leaders, our politicians might go to prison, not because Trump said lock her up, but because Putin and the international court will step in and do it. You know, and, and we can't say nothing unless we want to go to a nuclear war with these countries that are saying it because... We would do the same to them, well, if we weren't liars, which gets me back to my point that everything has been a lie, and the FDA has been lying to us about the food we eat for 50, 60 years. And all you got to do is a modicum of research to find out that carbohydrates, as far as an essential food group or for energy burning, did not exist in medical journals 80 years ago at all. They knew there were carbs. They just said, stay away from them. Now, they say, stay away from fat. It'll kill you. And eat carbs. Eat carbs. They don't tell you that you'll go blind and you'll have all these degenerative diseases and you'll get diabetes and die at an early age. No, they're worried about fucking heart attacks like they even care. And this girl's been, I mean, everyone I know that's on keto or a high-fat diet, their blood work is stellar. People that aren't even carnivore have cured diabetes by diet changes and stopping eating carbs. So what's happening is we're being lied to. And, and, and what gets me is preppers, all of you all. We don't trust the government as far as we could throw our, our retreat or our log cabin, right? Am I, am I right? I mean, how many of you at the show of hands could sit there and go, you actually trust the federal government? Not talking about some agency or group that you used to belong to, and you think they're all good guys, like the CIA and whatever. How many of you trust the government as far as you could throw your your deuce and half truck? None of you. There's there's no show of hands out there. I can't even see it, and I know there's no show of hands. And yet, the FDA and all the doctors that are licensed by who? The government will tell you to eat carbs and stay away from meat. And so there's a generation of 80 years of people that are being lied to by the government that are swallowing it hook, line, and sinker because some agency 
or their doctor who's licensed by the government is telling you to eat this shit. So they're basically telling you, drink antifreeze. It looks like Gatorade. So in a pinch, it'll rehydrate you. And then people are drinking it and fucking dying because antifreeze is poison. And then everybody's like, well, they must have been doing something else. It wasn't the antifreeze. The government said it's safe. Oh my God, really? So you you really have to reevaluate your decision-making paradigm when it comes to prepping and when it comes to food and nutrition and all of that happy shit because it's, it's just going to fucking kill you. So I don't think I taught you anything other than lecturing and bitching and whining, but really watch that video on YouTube and you'll see the health benefits and the cost benefits, because I can eat a, a, a fucking steak cheaper than buy a bunch of organic fucking fruit, you know, to get the same amount of calories in my meal. So the cost benefit, the health benefit, the safety benefit, the ease of prepping, you know, once you're out of earshot, there's trapping and hunting and there's squirrels and rabbits and coyotes and fucking mountain lions and anything you kill it, you can eat it. So that's the way you're going to need to prep because when the world ends, you're not going to be able to grow food, not for a few years. And you don't need it. You don't need the lettuce. You don't need the antioxidants. You don't need the fucking vitamins. You don't need it. So anyway, I'm going to stop harping. That's my one on food and nutrition. As far as the prepping series goes, I'll talk to y'all later. Adios. Bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. They invade our space and we fall back. This is so nuts. I mean, listen. Listen to what you're saying. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther.